What's up, Soap Suds? Welcome back to another episode of The Geek Soapbox. As always, I'm your host, Michael Lee Ponton, and I'm joined by my co-host... Leva Bates! Yeah! yeah. We did it! Clean open! Well... <laughs> Don't jinx us yet. Oh, it's bound to happen. Uh, <laughs> what's up, Leva? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, you know, rushing to get here on time. <laughs> Me too. Always. <laughs> Always and forever. I don't know if I'm ever going to be like, man, I have all this time to kill before the show. No, that's not a thing we do here. That's not no. how. That's not that how we I operate. Do, period. No. <laughs> Me, I I'm always. I legit just finished. My, my breakfast bowl of food <laughs> and uh, did social media to let people know and to tune in Dude, right after posting let me tell my workout you. and cleaning up my face because uh, I've worked out and I don't want to be like, let me you tell guys. you, I I had plenty of time. I finished the, sh- the run of show earlier this afternoon. I sent it out with a couple hours to spare and then I came upstairs and I was like, oh, let me try to pull a lever and let me do some social media. And I was like trying to do the pictures and put the pictures together and stuff. And then like I, you know, I tweeted it out or whatever. And then I went, oh, shit. It's like two minutes before we're supposed to do something. And I haven't even set up a Zoom or sent Leva the link or anything. I was wondering. Gosh darn it. (laughs) Here I am trying to do all the things. And I can't do any of this. This is why I leave this to you. Because... (laughs) <laughs> i am not the social well, butterfly actually, i really like your social media that was actually really cute oh thanks it, but the thing is it does take so long you'll like start the social media stuff and then before you know it 30 minutes have passed and you went oh shit, that's exactly what happened so post that? i was like let me just do this real fast i'll maybe i'll jump in and, and play a, no, a round of spell no break and then no uh-uh no i should have started that if you're like us you want to be creative i know i should have started it two hours ago when i finished the run of show i should have gone okay now i've got time let me do the, let me do the rest of it now. Not a thing. Like, well, I need to learn. Next week, you got it. You got your plan. <laughs> plan next week. We'll see about that. Yeah. Yeah. I always my my big thing is like, oh well, I'm done with Among Us. I can take a nap. I don't know why I keep telling myself I'm a lot. I can take naps. <laughs> you can't. That's because then I'm like, oh shit, I still got to work out, clean up, eat, social media. Hey, but you know what? You're here and it's on time. So I know somehow and, it all came together. And our sound and stuff seems to be okay. That's great. Shockingly, tonight, hey everybody, tonight um, once again, I all my stuff slight, reset. Like, well, yeah, I had a slight <laughs> breakdown because it wasn't showing my camera. Because you know, Streamlabs and Zoom don't know how to get along with each other. This is how we roll. But we're good now. We're good. We did it. We figured it out. Uh, Leva, what have you been playing? What have you been reading? What have you been watching? Lord, what have I been doing? Oh, oh, yes. Okay, I'm gonna do most of the watching. Stuff. Okay, go. Watching. Um, I watch Mass Singer this week. Oh yeah. If you watched last week's video or listened, you know how awesome I am. <laughs> she is pretty awesome. I got. All right, so there's three eliminations. First time I ever did a triple elimination. All three. I was 100% correct on. She was. And she was. I have now figured out the identity of Mushroom. Oh, snap. It took me about an hour change after oh, watching snap. this week's episode. Oh, snap. Y'all want to know my, my theories? This will go ahead. I'm going to give it to you anyway. Okay. It's Aloe Black. Boom. I don't know who that is. He is a singer. Okay. Uh, he was also a rapper. Okay. He also, you know, the beatbox that 
that uh, uh, Mushroom did in today in last week's mm-hmm. thing. He wears a brown hat. He has the exact same voice of the Don Hathaway song he's saying. Um, his body type is perfect. He is 4.0. Because um, you remember his friend was like, always oh, got good grades. Oh, 4.0. Yeah, yeah. 4.0. Was on a reality show called The Cut on MTV. Um, super big singer. Done a lot of like theater as well. Like, it's him. Like, I can't find all my notes. I have notes. But, like, <laughs> also wears somewhere. a brown hat. They keep showing a brown hat. He wears hats all the time. And I found him singing Michael Jackson. He can do the falsetto. The falsetto he does in Billie Jean mm-hmm. is the exact same voice that Mushroom used in the very first song. Well, there He's you go. He's playing it up a little feminine to throw us off. Okay. You heard it here first, folks. So, uh... there you go. Um... I'm still confident on my other two guesses, by the way. 100% no, it's Nick Carter. 100% no, it's Leanne Rhymes. There you go. Um, what else have I been watching? Mandalorian was awesome. Oh, so good. So, so good. good. I, again, I, I lost my mind. I'm like, you can't end the episode like this. Just give us a few more minutes. <laughs> I know, every time. time. Why that was that a short episode. So that episode. Short. That episode was like 30 minutes. It was real short. Like, it was real short. Like, yeah. Yeah, Did yeah, you yeah. Accidentally cut some stuff out. They didn't mean to cut some stuff out. Like they want to, they want to leave. Is it you over hanging. thirty minutes? No, it's sometimes it's forty-seven minutes. They don't have, they don't have a set thing. They, they do, do whatever they want. They're like, this script is this long, and that's all it's going to be this week. Well, you know what? If they would have added extra stuff, it might have took away from like just the impactful awesomeness no, it, of that, all of it. That was a tight episode. That it moved. It moved like that. So, yeah, yeah, and just kept was, the drama going. So yeah. I think it was great. And I think this episode finally, like, gave justice. I don't know if you want to talk about this character or not, but character that everyone's like, oh, this yeah, is, yeah, like, yeah. the best character. But, like, if you really watch the movies. <laughs> there like, hasn't been anything. We've seen nothing. And you're like, he kind of gets bitched out. I know. The entirety <laughs> of, like, the <laughs> trilogy. So, finally, we get what the hype is about. We get why. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Terrified of him. In a big way. Yeah, that was so brutal. I feel like this was finally, it's like, you know what? This is your your present to all the nerds out there who, who've been hyping him up for like 20, 30 years. <laughs> yeah, 30 years. 30 years. We oh. finally understand why he he is, mm-hmm. you know, the OG of badass. Mm-hmm. So, because he wasn't a badass in the movies. I'm sorry. No. He's kind of cool, but looked never cool. Saw anything. Never saw anything. But we'll we'll get to those specifics. Yeah. I think um, I, I imagine I imagine we're gonna do a follow up Mandalorian episode. One last thing I watched. Uh, it's year old, <laughs> but I've been watching uh, Produce One Hundred and One Japan, which mm-hmm. is a reality boy band creation show. So it's a big uh, competition show for one hundred and one boys to make it into this one band called JM One, which I adore and love, as you can tell. I- so i've been watching the the reality show thank god because i saw the the ending on saturday thank god i knew who makes it because i think i would have had like 15 aneurysms trying to watch oh no was it dramatic it's just so emotional you don't know which direction it's gonna end up in and oh god those shows give me like anxiety (laughs) But it was good. It's it's really like heartwarming, and and honestly, if you're a fan of the band, it's a great way of really getting to know who these people are. Yeah, that's in the band. So ah, uh, so that's what I've been watching. Besides, you know, uh, 
AEW Dark Dynamite BTE. The huge. All the things. All the things. Uh, you know, we got Stang. Stang now. I know. All Elite. Um, oh, and then playing Hades. Hades. <laughs> oh my God, Hades. Have you have you beat it yet? Beat the game? No. Have Have you made it out at all or anything? Uh, uh-uh. uh. I got I got past your Minotaur friend one time. Okay, cause. And I haven't been able to do it. There's again. a whole nother level. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why didn't anyone tell me that? I was yep. all, I legit celebrated last night when I'm like, I finally got past no. this blonde dude and his bitch bull friend. Finally. Yeah. And no. I was like, I beat it. No. And then it's like, one wait, more level. another level. One more level. And then, of course, I'm out of the death defies. And then I'm in the final battle. No spoilers of who or what or why or when. This battle has minions. I was down. They were down. This person was down to a slither of life. It was pretty much if I can get the next hit off, I would have beat it. Oh, you got way further than I did. I didn't get that far. And then a minion stabbed me in the fucking back. That's how it goes. So you guys know what I'm going to be streaming tonight and maybe hopefully not losing (laughs) my mind. Yeah, Hades, Hades, Hades. So good. That game is so good. I got to go back to it. Uh but I, I'll tell you why I haven't been playing Hades. Well, I know why you haven't been playing. We'll get to it. I know. We'll get to my. We'll get to my play. Okay, um, oh, and been reading. Uh, same books I've been reading. Young Bucks, uh, from the backyards to the big leagues. Yeah, oh, killing the business backyard to the big leagues, and then a good girl's guide to murder. To be honest, I haven't really read too too much because of tapings this week, and then trying to cram in all the fun gaming things. Also, uh, gaming wise. We played Among Us this afternoon with AEW. Finally, I got to be an imposter three times. Nice. I got caught immediately the first time. Like, I Terrible. I stabbed someone, and then like, <laughs> Excalibur walked in and caught me. I was like, ah, oh, son of a But the other two, <laughs> we won. It's fine. There you go. Redemption. Redemption. You got your little redemption there. I remember it was four times. I don't remember, but I was imposter a lot. More than you usually get. Yeah. I think it's, I don't know. They say it's uh, something to do with either the color or the hats. I completely changed both of them. Weird. I was a pure reindeer. So I was brown with the reindeer ears. <laughs> and that was the imposter a lot. That was, was their stupid. gift. That was their holiday gift to you. That gift. They let you be the imposter. I love being the imposter so much, but I hate getting caught. Well, I mean, I, it's yeah. So, it's like you get so yeah. much anxiety. But yeah, me and Cutler won for sure, and then me and Allie won as well. So one was on Cloud City, one was in the the thing location. I don't know what they're actually called. Yeah, me neither. And then I think both times in the regular ship, I might have got caught. I know for the first time, I straight up got caught. <laughs> oh, hi, Excalibur. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could murder you right now. <laughs> but I'm all cool down, so you're just going to report the body. I even voted for myself. I was like, yeah, I... I no hiding. There's no hiding that. There is none. Zero. I'm like, it was Excalibur. Yeah. Crickets. All crickets. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. That's all me. Uh, <laughs> watching, yeah, I was also watching The Masked Singer, um, Mandalorian. So I'm so right. Yeah. Uh, same things. Same things as you. For once, we were like watching the same things, which is weird. I know. Weird. It's been so long. Uh, I've been continuing to read the Jonathan Hickman X-Men books or lead X-Men books, Dawn of X, uh, 
It's good. It's good. I like these collections because rather than be, and I may have talked about this last week, but rather than being a um, trade paperback of like X-Men one through six or Marauders one through six, it's all of the books that launched at the same time, all of their number ones. And then the next trade paperback is all of the number twos and all of the number threes. Oh, wow. And they put them in there in chronological order of the timeline of things happening, like oh, where, the, wow. where the, the issues fall. So they reference things that happen in the other series and you know, oh yeah, that just happened. So it's, it's oh, a cool, great. it's a cool way to really read convenient. them. Yeah. It's a really cool way. I know some people just like to read like one book and read it all the way through, but this is different, but I like it because, you, you know, the branches of the story all play into each other. So it's, it's, it's almost cool. like a, a TV show where you follow one character, but then the, it changes and then you're following the other character. So like, for instance, like you're watching the flash, you're watching, you're following Barry, but then the scene switches and now you're like with Cisco. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's kind of cool. And you have an idea like these things are kind of happening at the same time ra- yeah. rather than, you know, not necessarily knowing what's going on in the other books. It's cool that way. Um, and yeah, I can see there are some there are some of the, the books that aren't very good. <laughs> there, there's <laughs> one of them, uh, I think it's the the Fallen Angels one, which it, coincidentally it's also canceled by now. Uh, I think it only ran for six issues. I was like, mm, this is not the strongest of the bunch. I don't even know why we're telling this story. It's very weird, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's fine. It's part of the story, and I'm sure it'll play in at some point, and there'll be a reason why everything happened. But right now, I'm going. This is not my favorite chapter of this. <laughs> Can I get to the next <laughs> issue of something else, please? Uh, but it's good. I, I'm enjoying it thoroughly. Again, I know it's a divisive direction for the X-Men, but I think it's all building to something cool. Uh, and then playing Spellbreak, baby. Spellbreak. <laughs> all Spellbreak well, all too. the time. because of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leva jumps on stream with me. Matt jumps on stream with me. Our friend Seth jumps on. I mean, come on. Spellbreak is super fun. I'm enjoying oh, it. Had- a Steph lot. Chime in on all of the stuff too, because he's completely different than all the other three. Oh yeah. Us. Uh, so just real quickly, I mean, we could probably devote a whole a whole episode to this, and maybe we shouldn't talk about Spellbreak. I don't know. What do you want to do, Leva? Do you want to do you want to run down we these gauntlets? Okay. I feel like because both are kind of smaller episodes. Like yeah. What we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I feel like once we okay. say our piece, it's going to be done. So let's okay. just go let's ahead go. And go with let's it. go. Uh, Leva and I feel very differently about the powers in Spellbreak. <laughs> Just a little bit. Um, okay, so let's run down the gauntlets. There's the fire gauntlet. How do you feel about the fire gauntlet? I'm not a fan. It is too slow for me and doesn't shoot far enough. But I can understand the walls probably convenient. Yeah. Having the wall around, but I yes. just I for some reason it just doesn't compute in my brain very well. For it, me, I, I like having I like having fire on my offhand because I think it combines with things well. Yeah, I get that. I understand that. I, I like having a teammate have fire, but mm-hmm. not me. <laughs> uh, it's so slow. I'm like, it, okay, it is one of the slower things. I will give you that. But I feel like it packs a punch, too, which is nice. Yeah. It's like, it was like the, the fighter characters where you pick up the big guy that punches really hard, mm-hmm. but he's so slow. It's like yeah. the Ganondorf of Smash Brothers, you know? Right. Um, uh, fire is Ganondorf. Okay. <laughs> fire is Ganondorf. You heard it here first, folks. How do you feel um, about that ice gauntlet? You know what? I have not really tried ice. Yeah. I can't really. You know what I should have done if I was a good 
post. <laughs> you would have given them all. A, you would have given them all a try. Them all on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I've tried it. I actually, I have used it once, but it was like during the the queue while you're waiting to get into the game. Right. So I, I played around with it. I don't understand how people make the ice rivers that you can ice skate on. I enjoy it. Has, ice it has to be your main. It can't be your offhand. Oh, I just learned something. Okay. The gauntlets are str- the gauntlets are stronger when they're your main than when they're offhand. They can do oh, more things. Okay, yeah. I, I don't mind. I, I don't understand. I, I guess because I've only used it offhand mm-hmm. in practice rounds. I haven't really. Plus, like when I do play, a lot of times Seth has it, so I'll just leave it to Seth. He's great. Yeah. I do like turning people's ice rivers on on electric. Oh yeah, electrifying yeah, that's that. That's fine. I'm yeah. like, oh, you're ice skating. <laughs> bah! Yeah, I like the traversal that the ice allows you, um, but and I and I feel like it would be good sniping wise because of the crossbow thing, but it's so slow. It takes yeah, so long to like power it up and line up a shot. It takes so very long. Uh, so I don't use that one. A Is lot. it? Does it freeze a person when they get hit with it? I don't know if it freezes them instantly. Like, I feel like you still have to give them a little ice storm okay. or something. Uh, toxic Gauntlet. That's usually my main. I enjoy the Toxic Gauntlet. I enjoy the the width of the spray. Um, I like making the little toxic puddles on the ground because then you light those bad boys on fire and there's toxic fire everywhere. I enjoy Toxic. I, um, I'm not really good with it. Mm-hmm. And it's just my offhand. One of my offhands. I have two go-to offhands. But because I was trying to get, you know how like you have like the daily quest? Yeah. I had a toxic daily quest. I started using it and I I get it now. I don't use it. I I pretty much only use my main hand, let's be honest. But sometimes when I'm like, okay, this is loading up, I'll do the big toxic cloud. Right. And then I'll electrocute the cloud. Oh, that's cool. When you hit that toxic cloud with the electricity, it puts like the bigger electrical bubble around it. It, That's... Mm -hmm. I do enjoy that. I thoroughly enjoy yeah. it. Uh, Leva, your favorite, lightning. Lightning. Lightning is so good because you don't have to be near anyone. I, you know how many people I've taken out of, out of the ground, and you see like their, you know, when you kill someone, they're they turn into their, their equipment. Mm-hmm. You know how many times I've seen equipment burst in the air and fall down <laughs> because of lightning. Yeah, because <sighs> I, you couldn't snipe it from so. Far. I need to give it another Snow, shot. It's not so my favorite. Far, so far. And it just constantly goes. And it's like, it's kind of like Winston from Overwatch, where it's like constant electrical always coming out. And yeah, then yeah. for a second, I'll start to reboot itself and then do it again. But I could just hold down Oof. it and not have to hit it multiple times and just hold it. And it's like, all right, I need to give it another shot. I don't like, I don't like its special ability. I feel like it takes too long. Oh, I don't mind that. The, I'm actually oh, pretty good with that now. The lightning strike takes so long because the, you like you have to set it up and the people can get out of it. The thing is, you can't be near them. You, this is not a gauntlet you can fight close up with. No, like, no, no, no. But I feel like even if you lay that's it down, why, like you hide. Like, you have to and anticipate a big group of people, and they're fighting. You may have oh, few okay. friendly I fire. I see what you're saying, but. You're like sniping people, sniping people, yeah, and they yeah. go electrocute. And like, if let's say you're getting attacked, I can put it right next to you because this guy's trying to beat you up, and boom, I got him. Right. So again, it's all about pre-planning and sniping from okay. far, dude. I've killed so many people flying in the air. It feels so good when that happens. I feel like <laughs> I'm probably like 
the most snipey, sni- like, snipey like, sharpshooter in I the feel world. like I'm always too in the heat of battle to like yeah, <laughs> play that stuff out. Yeah, that's why noticed like I go invisible and run away because I can shoot, like I'll get on top of a building or hide in the building and they'll I guess from... maybe I get too aggressive. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> not for those who want to be up, like right in the heat of things. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about the earth and wind gauntlets? We're running a little long, so. Uh, I am actually, stone is my other offhand. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like I don't the think ground I that. pound. A ground pound and the boulder. When you actually hit someone with the boulder, it's Oh, it's great. It's super satisfying. It's, yes. Hitting yes, somebody in the is, face with a flying boulder. That is a lot boulder. of fun, where you just, like, you throw the boulder, and if it actually hits someone, it smacks them. You're yeah. like, yes. Yeah. The only thing I don't like about the earth gauntlet is if you are in the air, you can't do anything. Yeah, you yeah, have no you, firing if, ability. Yeah, if they are, if you're fighting someone and they fly away, it's besides hitting them with the boulder, you got nothing. Yeah, because it, it, it's so got nothing. A lot of people learn not to sit, stand on the ground; they'll just fly up, jump, uh-huh. fly up again. Yeah, because that's the tough. only downside. It's the downside, it. it's definitely. You, you, that's why it's my offhand, always my offhand, because I can snipe people, snipe people, get close to me, boulder. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Or uh, and then the boxing. wind, wind gauntlet. I. I don't understand how it's, the hell out. Yeah, use I see that people one. using it, and they and they favorite. use it to launch themselves in the air, and they're flying around. And I'm like, I don't know how that works. I don't. I, it's, it's it feels weak to me. Yeah, I'm not a fan at all. Like I tried using it a couple times because there's nothing else you could find. And I'm just like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, up. like I mean, if you can, if you're a wind gauntlet main, God bless you, because I don't know how, I, but there I are people that do it. I see it. them. I see them doing it, and they are crazy good at it but i don't understand that and that's our early you know takes what? on Spellbreak. break <laughs> yeah. but i highly encourage everybody to go get it it's free to play just yeah. if, if you have something My to play it on go play it. uh and it drops on uh steam on the 15th as well as chapter one so if you're oh. waiting for the steam Wait, version it's not, steam it's not on steam yet so i'm hoping that'll bolster the uh, population of the game Oh, wow. So it's not on PC. It may be. I, I think it may be on the Epic Game Store. I'm not really sure. Because people are playing it on PC. I just I just don't know. It's just not on Steam <gasps> yet. So we'll see what happens on the 15th when that I happens. I play it on PlayStation. Me too. Sometimes on my Switch. It just depends on what room I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you find easier to play? Uh, I think PlayStation. Well, I, li- yeah. I like the size of the Switch controller. But I don't, I don't know that when you play it on Switch, it necessarily connects to the crossplay servers. Because I was playing on Switch and was having a hard time getting full lobbies. And then as soon as I came upstairs to play with you guys on my PlayStation, the lobbies were full. And I was like, mm, something's weird about this. Hmm. So I don't, there's something weird about that. Like I could, I could group up with you guys on my Switch. And we would be cross-playing. But for some some reason, the lobbies did not seem full when I was playing on my Switch. So there's something weird about that. Yeah. Um, but, again, free to play. I highly encourage everybody to give it give Spellbreak a try because I find it super fun and less complicated than Fortnite. <laughs> Let's move on into the news. Earlier this week, multiple outlets were reporting on fan photos from the set of Disney Plus's upcoming Hawkeye MCU TV series, confirming the casting of Haley Steinfeld as young Avenger Kate Bishop. 
While Steinfeld's casting has long been rumored and the reveal is definitely cool, uh, what these photos revealed to me was that this show is actually happening. <laughs> I feel like the last <laughs> thing that I heard, the show was on hold because of star Jeremy Renner's real-life baby mama drama. Uh, and online rumors were swirling that Disney and Marvel were planning to distance themselves from the actor. Uh, Leva, have you heard anything recently about this show being anywhere near production? <laughs> I didn't know. I honestly, when you sent me this email, I was like, wait, they're making Hawkeye? What about the whole Jeremy <laughs> Rainer thing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I didn't know that because I legit thought maybe they had been like, eh, just walk away. But maybe That's what like, I maybe thought. Kind of... That's the last thing I heard. But yeah, no, there's legit pictures. They're they're literally fi- filming it right now. So I know what how it went from. I don't know if we're gonna do this right now. Unless I mean, did, did, I didn't really follow his story much. There was there like I don't I don't know what like happened. Johnny Depp thing where he found out it wasn't him. I don't know. I don't. I don't know the details. Pretty. I don't know. I didn't do my journalistic due diligence and do all the research, but... <laughs> I just only read, like, about the actual, like, here's pictures from the production. Yeah, here's it's crazy. Characters. But, yeah, I don't know anything about actual Jeremy Renner's real life, so I don't know if he's, like, reconciled with his baby mama or... <laughs> I don't know. Did he give her what he she wants? What's happening? Maybe it was a hoax? I don't know. I, I, it's weird to me because Disney, at least, like, the park itself is super, like, you cannot dye your hair. You cannot do this. And no, no, no. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, yeah, it's your Renner. You get a pass. I don't... Yeah, I don't... I don't know. Hollywood's different. Yeah. Hollywood is Hollywood's weird. different and Hollywood is weird. Uh, that being said... How do you feel about Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop? She looks great. Yeah, I think she she's perfect. Great. I think it's a perfect read, choice. Uh, the first run of Young Avengers. So oh, I, it's, I love it so much. Into, uh, you know, Kate. Uh, and I really liked Kate. I liked all of them, actually. Uh, she looks just like they plopped her off the page. Mm-hmm. So. She looks great. I think, I, I mean, I don't really know her. I mean, I think I've seen stuff with her in it, but I don't really like, oh my God, I love that actress. But I saw she her. Cool. She, I'm sure she's she was great. great. I mean, if she's done a bunch of stuff, which I was researching her, she has. She was great in so, Bumblebee. I liked her a lot. I thought she was oh, very I didn't endearing. See that one. She was, she was I'm super like, endearing. Was Transformers was she in? I don't remember her. Yeah, in she was in the Bumblebee spinoff. I didn't see that one. Um, uh, she was in Pitch Perfect movies, I think, but she, I don't think she really had a whole lot to do in those movies. Again, but a Bumblebee, lot of movies I haven't seen, but she keeps getting casted, so she must be good, right? Yeah, I like her. I, I think she. No, she looks great. Like just she looks from the aesthetics, exactly. It looks like she, they plopped her off the page. Uh huh. I can't wait to see I'm her in her superhero suit. Uh, and then earlier this week, Variety also reported on multiple other castings surrounding the Hawkeye series that nobody knew was actually in production. Uh, Vera Farmiga, <laughs> known for her work on AMC's Bates Motel and the Conjuring film series, it's my mom is <laughs> that's right is reported to play Kate's mom, Eleanor Bishop. Tony Dalton, known for playing Lalo Salamanca on Better Call Saul, is reported to play Jack Duquesne, a version of Marvel Comics character Jacques Duquesne, aka Swordsman, one of Hawkeye's early mentors. And this one, Florence Pugh is set to reprise her role of super spy and assassin Yelena Belova from the upcoming Black Widow feature film, seemingly putting to rest any rumors that her character of, of her character's untimely demise in that film. 
Ooh, unless they're just leaving it like she fell, you know, just like in all Star yeah, Wars. Yeah. Up, oh, they fell into a pit. Must be dead. <laughs> nope, they ain't dead. They're not dead. They're alive. They ain't dead. Same thing with her. She ain't yeah, dead. That that's been the rumor is that her character is not going to make it out of that film, just because in Infinity War, Black Widow is wearing the same vest that she wears in the Black Widow film. I don't. It's. I mean, it's all very speculative. Maybe they shopped at the same store, but it's have to be her exact. I mean, yeah, they're sisters. I mean, got... what if it's their like uniform? Yeah, it could from be from back. You know what I mean? Then like, then about fifty people may have the exact same vest. It's black. It's they all know, shop at Sears, y'all. Standard, standard Black Widow issue, green vest. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, or or maybe when the snap of the fingers happened and it unhappened, she was dead, and then just wires got crossed, and now she's back. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. Uh, how do you overall? How do you feel about a Hawkeye series? I'm I'm cool with it. <laughs> I I enjoyed um I enjoyed the character a lot. I have read actually a few Hawkeye, and like with Avengers and then Young Avengers with both Hawkeyes. Uh, I've read actually more books on those than I would think I would. So yeah, I um I enjoy. I'm excited. I think it was... I, again, I'm a little shocked. But okay. <laughs> I uh I think was it was a Matt Fraction that wrote the Hawkeye book that also oh, had that Kate Bishop sense. in it. Yeah, why well, I probably read it. Either. Yeah, because yeah. I I really enjoyed that run of books. So I'm hoping they take some of that stuff from his run. I mean, I know they got Pizza Dog. So yeah, that's so, exciting. I know he's so cute. Uh, so I, I'm hoping it shapes up to be a, a good series. Didn't know what was happening. So I'm kind of, I'm excited. And then this week, Universal Studios Japan finally revealed that the brand new Super Nintendo World section of the park will have its grand opening on February 4th, 2021. The centerpiece of the area will be the Mario Kart themed attraction located inside of Bowser's Castle and appropriately titled Mario Kart Koopa's Challenge. According to Bloomberg reporter Kuromi Mori, uh, every rider will be given a slim headset with a visor, presumably for AR. Each Mario Kart has four seats, and each seat has a steering wheel. The cart is definitely on rails, but riders are given some control. They also collect items and throw shells at other carts. Mori went yeah. on. Yeah, I know that's cool. Mori went on to say that the attraction will use a combination of augmented reality, projection mapping, and other tech to help with guest immersion. Uh, I have to say that it's a bummer that we are going to have to wait a while for the U.S. versions of Super Nintendo World to debut and that travel outside the U.S. is still restricted because this looks pretty incredible. Yeah, it looks really cool. <laughs> the the um, pictures look so like, awesome. kind of like what they did with, uh, like, ish, with, like, Transformers ride and, like, like the Back to the Future... Oh, Simpsons, but yeah, yeah. with a visor. I'm interested if the visors for like us throwing the stuff. Yeah, I don't know I'm if it's gonna if it's gonna help things up here in like, front of us. Yeah, I don't I don't know, but I. But I, I mean, mean, I feel like that's like Universal's wheelhouse to have like things happening, and then just kind of on the real things, but it feels like way more is happening mm -hmm. again. Transformers, the the Simpsons, uh, even to an extent, Mummy. That's like the first version of it. Right. But I feel like it's very universal, but they're taking it to the next level. Let's see, like with all the VR. I'm interested to see what that looks like. I know. And I don't know how that can show us what it looks like without actually... Without you actually being there. I know. It's crazy. Everything we see will just be a simulated version of whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so it's, 
I'm a I'm a big fan of projection mapping too. I think it's super cool. Like I, I've seen some projection mapping uh, presentations, and I could literally sit there and watch them all day. Like watching a, a blank canvas be turned into different things, and, mm-hmm. and just oh, oh, I love it so much. <laughs> so I'm excited to see what this is. Whenever I'm also we get to for see it, merch like what kind of universal oh, Nintendo merch? Are what we kind of get? stuff are we gonna get? Uh, they already have a that, right? they already have a cafe open over there, and they've already got some really? merch in there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, oh so much yeah. I I wonder though with COVID, are they gonna have like two people per car instead of four? Unless it's your group of four. Yeah, it might just be your kind of like how when you go to like you know theater or restaurants or whatever. It's like here it's this little section and it's blocked off either with like plexiglass or yeah. six feet so i'm wondering if- i imagine you can probably have up to four people in your party they probably yeah. won't do single rider or all you know that stuff uh all those precautions and i'm sure they'll wipe everything down yeah Listen, i wonder how parts- long that would take though i wonder if it's one of those you turn in the visor and you get another like the next person behind you has. A I mean, I'm sure it's gonna, I'm sure it's gonna be like 3D glasses that they probably go yeah. and they'll probably and then they be... can just turn it in and yeah. then someone else will get there's paid just to a clean con- them in the back. There's a constant rotating okay tray. I mean, Universal is pretty on top of this stuff, stuff coming with, through with like safety already before COVID and then post COVID. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I think especially I Japan. Think the, I feel like Japan's super sanitary. They wouldn't open it if they weren't ready to do it. Yeah. So that's, you know, they already delayed it because they weren't ready, but yeah. now they're ready. So I'm excited. I can't wait to see actual people in there I and see their it, pictures. And I hope that gets good reviews. I know. I'm sure it will, but. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. I, I want to so just excited. throw bananas at everyone. <laughs> yeah. I do that in real life. Is that bad? Where you're driving down the car and you eat a banana and you just throw the peel outside the car uh, and see if anyone uh, they don't ever slip on it they just drive over it that i try that might be bad <laughs> <laughs> but i don't it's know it's biodegradable i know yeah <laughs> it's Maybe not it's like fine. i'm throwing like a shell out i'm okay. not gonna crack someone's car okay you i've only actually, done it like twice don't judge saying, me. you actually throw banana peels out of your car yeah a couple like <laughs> how often are you eating a banana in the car <laughs> Sometimes you're on road trips and you get hungry. Okay. All right. Touche. <laughs> Touche, my friend. <laughs> and following up on last week's news that Wonder Woman 1984 would debut on HBO Max the same day it hits theaters, Warner Media and HBO Max announced that the entire 2021 Warner Brothers theatrical slate will follow the same model. Concurrent debut on HBO Max and theaters. 31-day streaming window on HBO Max, after which the films will leave the streaming service to complete their theatrical runs. The 2021 lineup is a slew of heavy hitters, including In the Heights, the Dune remake, the Mortal Kombat reboot, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, Godzilla vs. Kong, Space Jam, A New Legacy, and The Matrix 4. Uh, I would say that this is a pretty unprecedented move... Uh, which will bring us to our topic of the week. All right, so uh, IGN's Max Scoville did a pretty great write-up of the pros and cons of WB's decision to debut its 2021 lineup 
both in theaters and on HBO Max. I will put a link to the complete article in the description of this episode, but I thought we would use some of his thoughts as a jumping off point for our discussion today. Uh, Some of the things on the pro side, we get to watch big blockbuster movies from the comfort of our own homes at whatever time we want with whatever normal, normal priced snacks we want. On the con side, uh, we're missing out on watching big blockbuster movies on a huge screen with booming million-dollar audio. Uh, No matter how hard you try, you're never going to be able to recreate the flavor of movie theater popcorn and a fountain soda in your home. And the theaters themselves might not be able to survive without the box office exclusivity driving ticket sales, which will eventually drive them out of business and then we'll never have those experiences again. Remember that that this decision by Warner Brothers is a reaction to the current pandemic situation that we're living in and not a normal business practice they intend to, to continue after 2021. But I feel like the chance exists that this could change the movie business in the future. This is a lot to unpack. Uh, Leva, where would you like to start? <laughs> I don't even know. It's so Um, much. Because I like it and I don't. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. Me too. Um, I mean, at this point, we keep postponing everything. We postpone it. We postpone. We postpone. And a lot of these movies are done, you know, and we just keep, you know, holding off life. Well, it'll eventually get better. I mean, not to be, to put the thoughts and negativity in anyone's brain, but what if it doesn't? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that is a that that could be something. I mean, well, I mean, you know. Even... So what what do you do? You have to adapt. That is that is right. how the key to survival. You must adapt. The thing is, someone who's like that's something I used to do at least once a week was go to a movie theater. Right. Something about that experience just I couldn't get at home, mm-hmm. and and I don't know if it was just. Maybe because I'm, you know, a child of 80s and 90s, and that's the only way you could see these type of blockbuster movies at the time. And then, like, TVs and technology was a lot different back then. It's just, it was such an encompassing experience. And then, even if you're in, a, like, especially an opening night for a movie. Like, oh, yeah. In a crowded theater, everyone's either cheering or screaming or clapping or crying. And it's just, it, it was a sense of camaraderie. And, that's definitely going to be gone, but we have to do what we have to do in order to survive right now. You right. know what I mean? And right. I feel like mentally and physically, this is a step in the right direction because maybe, I mean, I guess we'll see how Wonder Woman plays out. Like, yeah. And I mean, I feel like Bill and Ted was a cool, really cool experience. Would I have liked to see Bill and Ted in the theater? Hell yeah. I would have loved to see uh, Bill and Ted in the theater. I mean, Church of Keanu, praise, right? <laughs> I would, yes. I would have to definitely, but Hallelujah. I'm glad I still got to experience it. You know, it's, there is something and I just can't put it, put into words that feeling that you get being in a movie theater. Oh, so agreed. It's just, it's yeah. Like you said, it's a whole experience and you know, the lights go out and you feel like you're surrounded and, and you know, the audio is coming from every direction and that bass under your chair. Like, yeah, it's hard to recreate that at home. It really is. I mean, you could, but it's money, time, effort. Oh, yeah. I live alone. Is it really worth it for me to do all this stuff? <laughs> oh, my neighbor's going to get angry TV about my much. base. Exactly. Like, I have to worry about neighbors. So yeah. it's, it's, 
again, I'm super happy that we're going to get to see these movies, but I'm also, I do worry. I worry that this is the next level of video game stores, like, like how they all went oh, out of business because yeah. of streaming and because of digital, because of, you know, right. Well, here's getting, a- you know, Here's Getting something it, like that, uh, red boxes and, and Netflixes, you know, why would you rent anything? We could just get it at the comfort of your own home. Yeah. I feel like honestly, we're heading down that path with, with movie theaters. People are like, why do I want to go pay this much money when I could just get this at home? Yeah. Well, now and, and if the they thing actually about it- stick with it and be like, all right, well now pandemic's over. If that's ever going to happen. All right. Back to normal. I can't, will they? I thought like at this point, we're just going to be used to having it at home. Yeah, I don't, that's the thing. I, don't I mean, know. so, okay, there's so much to unpack. Uh, for me, right? there like, is so much. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I feel like for me, I, I tend to go see the big blockbuster movies at the theaters. You know, your superhero things, your, your, uh, oh my God. Christopher Nolan films, you know, like those big, like big visual movies that are, you have, they're an experience. They are a full blown experience. Occasionally I might go see a comedy at the theater. Very rarely will I go see a drama at the theater just because the theater experience to me is about the sound is about the scope and you know, those smaller personal movies that are you know just people about their relationships and that kind of stuff for me the the theater experience doesn't the theater experience of those movies isn't something that i have to have there does that make sense yeah i get that i get that i I feel like i will go see the big the big films of the theater so yes i i feel like even if it's available to me at home in the future i would still want to go see it at the theater to like have the that King Kong, so yes like the yes superheroes but like the like rom-com or whatever i might go oh i just we'll just watch that one at home because i can see i don't that. i don't depends. have to Honestly, see it depends who's in it <laughs> well there's that too. Keanu movie she's there i'm there yeah but for me like i don't love keanu like you love keanu so if it's like a rom-com with keanu haven't i haven't i, I don't, converted you to the church yet I, I don't have to see him if if he's in an action movie yeah i might go see that at the theater but if it's like a rom-com I don't necessarily need to see that. I don't need to see him sixty feet tall. That's not. That's not necessary for me. That's your deity. <laughs> um, but you know, like, I, I feel like there are times where there might be a sold out opening weekend. You know, and that's happened to me where I was like, oh, shit, I should have gotten tickets. I should have bought tickets to this movie. Now I'm now I'm having FOMO and I want to see it opening weekend. So then I spend the whole weekend like avoiding people and avoiding spoilers. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to run into somebody at work and they're going to talk about this movie and I'm not going to have seen it. And I'm going to go fart. I didn't know that that happened in that movie. Damn it. Uh, So, you know, if let's say that were to happen and I couldn't get a ticket. I might be convinced to watch it at home that weekend and then go, and then I'll go see it on the big screen when I get a chance. Yeah. However, if I don't like the movie, am I still going to go see it on the big screen? Maybe it's, not. God, it's, it's one of those, it gives, it gives people some more options. Cause it's like, it does. 
you're like, do I really like, you know, I don't want to call any one particular company up, but one company that's been making movies has just kind of been on more of the dis- disappointing side. You're like, eh, do I really want to go and pay all this money to see this? Or I can just mm-hmm. maybe wait and see if I like it at home, but you don't have to wait like six months now. Right, it's right. like you see it the same day. So I, again, I don't know. I don't know. But then if it's mind blowing, you're like, oh, well shoot i wish i would have saw this in the theater yeah well yeah yeah and then you, you know i don't know how many movies i actually go to the theater to see twice so would i go see it a second time I, I don't know but i feel like if i saw a movie that i really liked in the theater then i might be inclined to watch it a second or third time at home like i don't know if i would make the time to go to the theater to see it again but i multiple theater showings for movies I've, I've done it but it's been a really long time since I've made time I'm to go nerd, see a, a movie a second time. I think I saw John Wick, was it the three? Or was it, well, I think one, two and three. I saw it like three times in the theaters, both times. <laughs> it's so good. Anyway, um, I get it. I, yeah, I there's, so, there's so many pros and cons here. It, it's, it really is, because I don't want to see theaters go out of business. No. And like, like that was one of the cons was some of these are really small. Like it's my small town, like where my family lives, we have one theater and it has right. like a few few actual theaters, maybe six or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like if no one ever goes and it's gone, and they they got no options. Like their closest options maybe like an hour away, forty five minutes if you drive real fast. You know what I mean? Like right. don't want to do a movie theater, so. For like the small towns and like the middle of nowhere is like they got one theater mm-hmm. and like they got one theater so they're making money. But now with the pandemic and now you can get this at home, you were like, right. why do I want to leave my house? Yeah, no, I, get <laughs> I don't it. know. I, I, I worry that it's going to see the fate of Blockbuster. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. though, my small town still has a family video. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, it, your your small town theater might be able to make it through, you know, like, mm-hmm. is everybody rushing to the theater there, too? I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, uh, I, I, fe- I was, Go ahead. Okay. No, you go first. Uh, I, I was going to say, like, going back to what you were saying earlier about adapting and changing and becoming something new, you know, I, I feel like AMC recently launched an app for video on demand where you can buy or rent movies after their home video release date, you know, like you can do on Apple or you can do on Vudu. Like they just have AMC's version of that, which, which I think was in an effort to subsidize their income because of, you know, less people going to the theaters because of the movie pass situation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But I'm wondering if they ever considered, working something like that into their contracts with the studios that would include an exclusive streaming window that matches the theatrical window. You know, something like, see it in theaters or on the AMC app. So it's still the theaters that are doing the theatrical window, both in theaters and streaming. And then after that, the studios can do what they want. I feel like if that happened, it's going to splinter crazy. It's already like there's so many streaming apps right now. It's mm-hmm. already so incredibly splintered. Yeah, it but really uh, but imagine it, like so that's the only so that's going to splinter it even more. So let's say what is it? Warner Brothers is the one that's working with HBO. Right. Yeah. 
So you got Warner Brothers with HBO, but let's say you have Miramax that's going to work with Miramax and blah, blah, blahs are only doing AMC. So if you want to see those movies, you can only see them through AMC. Well, what, but, like- well, and I don't know if it would be that, but what I'm saying is as the, as the, the studios negotiate their theatrical showings with the movie theaters, that they would also work out the streaming thing with the movie theaters. Still, it would be stepping on, well, you wouldn't get any of the WB movies because that's purely HBO. Right, but the, but they, they're still putting their movies out in theaters. So it wouldn't go yeah, to H- but... it wouldn't go to HBO. It would it would be part of the contract of you put it in our theaters and you put it on our streaming app. And then once it's that's done just, in the that, that's theaters, so much legal tape to cut around because then know, it's like but, well this is also available on hbo because hbo and warner brothers are in the same company but it wouldn't now, but i would but what i'm saying is it wouldn't be it would be exclusive to the theater apps i don't they wouldn't do that because that's taking away from their hbo app which they just launched this year yeah but i, I you know <laughs> they're just trying to support their theatrical distribution too which would still only be whatever it was the 17 17- Weeks, seven Again, weeks. I can't remember it's, what it's supposed it's to be. Without having a degree in business, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. I, yeah. I would, it would be hard to say if that would work. Um, I am reading that the app itself has a lot of issues right now, so I'm sure there'll be updates and stuff. But like the HBO for HBO Go or HBO Max, yeah, that's what I hear too. I don't have it. Uh, like it's not on Roku or PlayStation, which are the two places I watch stuff. So yeah. if I want to watch these movies, I have to watch it on my phone. I because it says right here in this article, it's like it doesn't look great anywhere, and it's a buggy mess, and it doesn't exist on a variety of smart TVs, Roku devices, Roku I have, and PlayStation Five. I thought I just. I think it's on PlayStation Four, but I, I'm using my Five now. I so think I just it's... read that they're going to release on Roku in the next couple of weeks. I feel okay. like I just so maybe read it'll a recent be in article. time for their first big release. Yeah, I feel Woman. like they're trying to push to get all okay. those things caught up. But again, like you said, it's it's kind of buggy. And... Well, hopefully they're doing a big update because uh, apparently Wonder Woman is going to be their first 4K. Streaming so it's also movie, 4K yeah, and... on HBO Max. So come on, tech guys, get, I mean, get it together, you guys. Anything, this is going to be issues when you first launch it. Of I mean, course, that's, that's how it is. A new gaming thing, a new video thing, a new mm-hmm. anything new that's technology. You're going to have some sort of slight bugs. Hopefully, right. it can be something that can squash pretty quickly. Yeah, but right now it has not been squashed at this moment. No, it has not. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, They'll figure it out. Uh, all right. So to all our soap suds out there, how do you feel about the Warner Brothers HBO Max announcement? Are you excited to see some of these films from the comfort of your own home? Or would you rather wait and see them in the theater? Are you already going to the theater? Um, let us know by dropping us a line on one of our socials at the Geek Soapbox on Twitter and Instagram. Or you can shoot us an email at the address thegeeksoapbox at gmail. Dot com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, and that will go right to our Soap Sud mailbag. Speaking of, how about we check the Soap Sud mailbag? This week, we got a message from at Rowan the Quiz. He says, do you think we could get your thoughts on Birds of Prey in a future podcast? Would be interested to hear your views uh, i'm assuming rowan is talking about the birds of prey film 
and not the short-lived <laughs> WB TV series. That's I, a prank. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Rowan's act. I've actually met Rowan. He's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I could see Rowan actually asking about the TV show. Maybe we can do both. Compare, compare and contrast, and then compare it with the comic books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just going to talk about. Uh, I was going to give us a couple minutes to talk about the film. We can come back oh. to the TV series on a, on another uh, episode because I was a fan. You were a fan. I was. I was a fan. You were a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm like, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Well, maybe, maybe we we'll get some clarification. Uh, if he wants to hear about that too, Rowan, if you want to hear about the Birds of Prey TV show, shoot us another message, and we'll we'll go into that someday. Uh, but the film, how did you feel about the Birds of Prey movie? I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I'll be honest, I was not a fan of Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mar- Margot Robbie's performance as Harley was was good. Was good. I'm very picky though, super picky. Like, yeah. I'm an OG animated series girl, Paul right. Dini. Like, so I was like, I don't know, man. And then it's all about her. It was like Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of Harley Quinn, which is basically just a Harley Quinn movie with the other people in background. And I, I felt like that at, at first before watching the movie, it was very unfair because the Birds of Prey themselves was really, really freaking cool. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, that's not really fair. Just call it a Harley Quinn movie without these other people. Mm-hmm. And then make this one movie itself. But then I ended up watching the movie. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, that's how I felt I too. enjoyed the characters. Margot was great. Uh, she was really, really great. Like I, She's definitely made me a fan of her. Um, not just as Harley, but as an actor overall. She's really good. Uh, Ewan McGregor, man, I love him. So good, <laughs> I, he was so him. fun. Because you love to hate him, yep. you love him at the same time. I've always loved him, so it just it was so much fun. Because a friend of mine, he and I kind of pointe, kind of uh, you know, ooh, Suicide Squad, <laughs> you know, and ooh, this uh, like Bat- Batman be Superman, you know, like just we kind of like. Have fun dissing DC, no offense, DC. Um, so when he was like, Levi, you have to see this movie, it was so good. I'm like, Is he trying? Are you high? Are you okay? Are you trying to trick me to go to the theater? Yeah, so I ended up seeing it at home because I was too busy. And I think there's something else that came out around that time. I was like, I'd rather see this than this. It was, mm-hmm. it was when, like, again, I was flying every week and going to a different state, you know, and being gone a lot. So I didn't have as much time for movies as I used to. So right. I was like, all right, well, I'll watch it at home. So like COVID immediately hit and I had more downtime. I'm like, well, let me finally watch this movie. <laughs> Literally, that's probably what I did. Like within the first few weeks of like everyone being forced to stay home. And I was like, all right, let me watch this movie. Right. Oh, shit. This is fun. It was what do so you know? much fun. It was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. So I was pleasantly surprised but i learned that if you're going to all movies with really low expectations you're going to be very much happy and surprised <laughs> low expectations really is though because i mean how many times you went to a movie with like this movie's gonna be awesome yes. and it was good but it wasn't as awesome as you would you know what i yeah, mean you like, built it up in your own brain to be yeah yeah i've done that so I many times like maybe we've done that with a lot of comic book movies and tv shows especially mm-hmm. with you know i mean i'm such a, like i love dc on tv I think right. they, they've nailed it. So I'm just like, I don't know, this movie, I don't know. And then I'm like, well, no shit, this is actually a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, I went into it, I I thought 
that Harley was probably the best part of Suicide Squad. Like, I feel like she was a standout. Um, so I was interested to see what this movie was going to hold for her. Uh, I really enjoyed the cast uh, of Birds of Prey. I thought this is gonna, this is a pretty good ensemble. I feel like it's gonna yeah. it's gonna be all right. Um, and I feel like Harley was in it to get people into the theater, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's be- 100% because it was. because I don't 100%. know I don't know if they just did a movie called Birds of Prey, which. I mean, this movie practically was called Birds of Prey, and then they changed the name to Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Uh, I appreciate I, they did that, though. Again, that, because that, I feel like again, they needed the name recognition. to the Birds of Prey, so I appreciated that they were like, all right, well, this is actually a Harley Quinn movie, but we have them, right. so maybe if you guys like them, we'll do more stuff with them in the future. Yeah. I, I, that's, you know, I feel like they used Harley so that they could get people to see the Birds of Prey it was the formation of the Birds of Prey, and then now I feel like they could do a Birds of Prey film with with those actresses in those roles, and they don't need Harley. You know, like yeah. Harley was the vehicle to get people to meet these characters and like these characters, and now these characters could have an adventure by themselves without I like that. her. I like that. Which is what I'm hoping they do, but I don't even know if another Birds of Prey film is in the works. Yeah, just because of everything going on with 2020 and life. and I wish it would because I loved Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Huntress. <laughs> she was so... She was so, yeah. She was so she was like, it was, badass and socially yeah. awkward at the same time. Yeah, she was so awkward. Oh, it was, I was so very, great. It's not even like... She was cool, awkward, but mostly no. She was like no, just awkward. Did and like, not know how to function. All the other we've seen has been so like cool. Cool and, and confident in their own bodies and like how they yeah. you know, carry themselves and she was orphaned as a child raised by assassins and just did not know how to interact with people <laughs> unless she was right. killing them <laughs> yeah it was, it was, oh, fun. I was oh, so good so good i just want to see more of that and i hope yeah. they get a chance to do more of it because i'm here for it i'm so <laughs> here for it um that's it oh we did have another question in the chat earlier uh which i will put to you leva uh from morrissey one uh they want to know is there somewhere that they can get uh eight by tens (laughs) is that in your store Uh, is that in your shop you know i i'll I'll be honest i've ever since being signed i've been slacking off on my own personal merch I should probably put some some eight buttons out for people to buy because it's not the first time that it's been asked to me within the last like six months. So I'm really bad about that. I'm really bad because that means I have <laughs> to do all the work by making sure the p- pictures exist and not selling them before they don't exist and signing them and then taking them to the post office. And but I also work, you know, full time office gig where I do other work like that for other people so doing it for myself is sometimes hard because when I'm done I'm just like okay I don't want to do anything else oh shit I gotta do this for myself <laughs> I, ma- yeah, I like, imagine that's a lot to, to have to yeah, do all those it's, things it's, I, I will I will do soon so keep your eyes peeled I'll do like a hey guys short limited time I'm doing a big run to the post office <laughs> buy your eight buttons now or hold your peace for a few more months Oh, 
That's every, everybody's, to do it. everybody's very happy about your pictures. They're, they're super excited about that. Yay. Yay. I mean, listen to them. They're just, they're so excited. I feel like we got it more happier, like, clap. <laughs> I know, that was sad. It's so, this, the sound effects that I found are so terrible, but I right? love them because of it. Because they're so awkward. <laughs> right? I, I'm like, are you making fun of me right now? Is what I was initially just making. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, I think that's going to do it. That's going to just about uh, do it for this episode of the Geek Soapbox on that awkward applause note. Uh, oh, wait. There they are. Okay. Uh, Leva, oh <laughs> Leva, drop us those socials, baby. I'm Wrestling Leva on everything. So that's Twitch, uh, Twitter, Instagram. I do cameos. Uh, I actually did a couple not too long ago. Did it for my car. Usually I do it from this little setup I have right here. But I was like, oh, no, because I've been on the road. Uh, not on the road, but like filming. It was two and a half days. I was like, oh, shoot. I have three days to get this done. Let me do this in the car right now. <laughs> Make sure it gets out before my my uh, deadline. <laughs> so I did. Um, I'm doing those. I don't know how you find me. I think it's just go to Cameo and you type in my name um i should be on bte this week i don't know we filmed a few things i don't know which weeks they're falling it might be on the week after uh i'll be on dark not this week but next week i'll be you'll see me sitting in the sidelines of dynamite as always doing something silly and stupid probably um i'm actually <laughs> about to stream right after we're done so Heck yeah i think we're gonna host so just come on over come on over Mm, 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 mm. Actually, you know what? While, we're, while you're talking, yeah, you get that, get that, get that, get that up and running, so we can just raid you on over there. Uh, <laughs> you can find me at M Lee Ponton on Twitter, and you can catch me gaming here on Twitch, Twitch.tv/slash/TheGeekSoapbox, every Tuesday and Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And again, uh, as always, you can find the audio version of this show available on Tuesday on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and review. And hey, you guys, you listeners who like listening to us in your ear holes, uh, if you want to see our geeky faces as we record this nonsense live, you can catch us on Twitch every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, that address, twitch.tv slash thegeeksoapbox, or just go to twitch.tv and search The Geek Soapbox. It's real easy. Uh, and don't forget, you guys, the uh, the Game Awards are streaming this Thursday, December 10th. You can still cast your vote until Wednesday, December 9th at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on thegameawards.com. Make sure to check out our Game Awards episode from a couple weeks back to hear our predictions for some of the major categories, and we'll have our reactions to the winners and talk about how right or wrong we were next week's show. Until then, thanks for watching and listening. We'll see you back here next week. Bye!
The Geek Soapbox is a TGS Entertainment production produced and directed by Michael Lee Ponton with associate producer Leva Bates. Theme music by Alex Barrett and additional musical cues provided by Adhesive Wombat.